You're listening to the Option Alpha Podcast from OptionAlpha.com, where we show you how to make smarter trades, learn how the stock market really works, and generate consistent monthly income. Now, your host and head trader at OptionAlpha.com, Kirk Duplessis. Hey everyone, this is Kirk here again from OptionAlpha.com, working every single week to make this the most popular investing podcast offered in iTunes and online because it's based on one thing and one thing only, and that's helping you make smarter trades. So again, thanks so much for tuning in today. We've got a really cool episode today talking about hedging strategies. Actually, something that I get a lot of questions on, we cover a lot in our premium and pro memberships on the website but just this idea of what to do if your portfolio is kind of out of balance or how to balance your portfolio or get it back to a balanced level. And so we're going to talk about hedging strategies, how we can do that, what types of strategies you can use based on where your portfolio is tilted at the moment. So the first thing we have to really define here is what is a hedge. And there's a million definitions of a hedge, but in my eyes, what a hedge is, is just a counter trade to something else that you're doing. So if you're trading something long, then a hedge might be something short. If you have a long position in stock, then a hedge might be some sort of long put option to protect against the downside. And a hedge is not meant to always be a one-to-one relationship, or it doesn't have to be a one-to-one relationship. It's just this idea that you should be having multiple positions in multiple directions at one time. So maybe you have some bullish positions, some bearish positions, and some neutral positions in your portfolio. Now, obviously, the first question is, or the first thing that you have to define here if you need help with hedging or determining where to hedge your portfolio is you've got to have an understanding of what your overall portfolio looks like on a beta-weighted basis or a delta-weighted basis. Now, there's a couple ways you can do that. Most broker platforms have that. Our broker platform, which is Thinkorswim, has that. I know a couple other ones have rolled it out. I think TradeKing and TradeStation, all these ones have some sort of way that you can evaluate kind of the overall beta-weighted portfolio. In regards to Thinkorswim, because that's the platform that we use, and I think it's the one that most people should use, they do have two ways that you can actually determine what the beta weighting or delta weighting of your portfolio is. Now, before I kind of go through those, I want to tell you why this is important. This is important because you've got to look at things on an apples to apples basis. See, when you're trading a lot of things, like if you have 10 different positions, and right now I'm just looking at our portfolio page and we've got a position in DIA, EEM, EWW, MON, GDX, XLF, SLV, AAL. And we've got positions all over the place. It's very hard for me on the outside if I don't have the ability to bait away my portfolio to look at that and say, am I neutral? Am I balanced? Am I, you know, like, am I taking too much risk on one side? What does that look like? Right? I've got apples and oranges and pears and all these different positions. I've got to make everything come down to one basic level or one kind of benchmark that I'm going to use. Now, we've used for a long time here at Option Alpha, and this is just the way that I was trained and taught, is to use one ETF or benchmark for your entire portfolio. Whatever it is, you should just stick with that benchmark or road post that you always are using. And for me, that's SPY. I know a lot that in our forums, we have people who use DIA, some people use IWM, some people use uh, Apple as their benchmark. It doesn't matter. Just use one benchmark because then what that allows you to do when you beta weight or delta weight your portfolio to that one benchmark is now you can look at that benchmark and say, okay, as long as the S&P 500 moves between 200 and 225, 
then my overall portfolio is going to make money. Yes, this thing may lose money if it, the market moves up and this thing may lose money if the market moves down. But on a combined basis, as long as the S&P stays between 200 and 225 or whatever your numbers are, my overall portfolio should make money. And that helps give you a good frame of reference for how you should adjust trades and how you should add trades going forward in the future. Now, again, like I said, there's two ways that you can do this, at least inside Thinkorswim. The first way is on your monitor tab under activity and positions or right above your position statement. There's the ability to just check a box that says beta weighting. Now, if you don't check this box, what you're going to do is you're going to see all of the raw deltas for each individual position that you have. So if you've got a position in, let's say, SLV, you know, right now our raw deltas in SLV is negative 345. Okay, so every time that SLV moves up, we lose, or if it moves up by a dollar, we lose $345 on raw basis for SLV. If it moves down by a dollar, we make $345. Okay, that's just how we structure the position. But what we can do is we can beta weight everything to the S&P 500. So if I just check that box and then put in SPY as my benchmark index, now the deltas change so that it's a congruent delta with a $1 move up in SPY. So when I do that, in our example here with SLV, if I typed in SPY, every $1 move up in SPY means that I lose $22 on SLV, okay? It doesn't necessarily mean that SLV had to move up a dollar. It means every $1 move up in SPY means I lose $22 in SLV. So it's done the calculation for me that tells me what my relative risk is to the market moving up. So now I can look at one benchmark, one index, and build everything around that benchmark or index, no matter what position or what industry or whatever I'm trading. If I'm trading gold, if I'm trading oil, if I'm trading financials or biotech, it doesn't matter. Everything is now apples to apples. And the goal here when using it on your monitor tab is to have Delta portfolio that's pretty neutral. It will never be zero. It will never be no risk, no matter where the market goes, but to have it in a fairly decent range. And you'll start to see if your deltas are way off base, right? If you've got negative 2000 deltas, that means that every time that the market moves up by a dollar, you lose two grand. That's probably not a balanced portfolio. That's probably not what you want to see. So maybe in the, you know, two to $300 range, if you want to do something in there or something like that, just as a basis for how you should be looking at your portfolio. Now, the other way that you can do it, and my favorite way, this is the way that I always go through with elite members when we do our weekly strategy calls. We get in on a call every Sunday night and we look at our portfolio. We look at the balance and the distribution of our positions, and we always look at the portfolio beta weight. So it's the same concept, but just applied to a visual aspect in the risk profile and analyze tab. And what you can do is you can just type in your symbol and then down at the bottom, there's a different drop down box that says, okay, I want to analyze this position based on the single symbol or on a portfolio beta weighted basis. So in our case, what we did here is just typed in SPY and now we've beta weighted to SPY. Now our entire portfolio, everything that's in there is going to show us where we make money on everything based on where the movement in SPY is. So right now, and this is just where my portfolio is at this moment, and I'll take a screenshot here of this so you guys can see this in uh, inside the actual show notes page. You just want to go to optionalpha.com slash show 55 if you want to see an image here and just kind of see where our portfolio is right now. So right now our portfolio is fairly neutral. We're a little bit bearish in the SPY and that's okay. I like to always maintain a little bit of a bearish bias, but right now our total portfolio will make money as long as SPY stays between 175 and up to 233. 
Now, SPY right now is trading at 216, and this is over the next month. So 177 and 233 is a huge range for the market to trade in. And again, if the market goes down, I might lose on some, but gain on the others. If the market goes up, I might lose on the others and gain on some. But the reality is, is that as long as the S&P stays between those two levels, 175, 177, and 233, my portfolio will make money at the end of this month. Now, if the S&P stays right at 210, so if it goes down just a little bit from here, we make the most amount of money. We make about $6,000 on the positions that we have on at this exact moment. So again, this is an easy way for me to look at the broad picture here, apples to apples comparison of everything, to figure out what I need to do in my portfolio. Now, the next question is, once you find out where your portfolio is and how it's balanced, and we've got video tutorials on this too, and if you want to see some of those, just head on over to the show notes page. We'll link up some of the video tutorials. Again, it's optionalpha.com slash show 55. So the next question you have to ask yourself, once you figure out where your portfolio is, is you've got to figure out if you're too bullish, too bearish, or maybe lopsided in one direction or another, or on both sides. So you can be extremely lopsided on the extreme ends and have nothing working in the middle. So there's a difference between all of that. So you can be too bullish, too bearish, and you can be a little bit lopsided. The goal is obviously to be always as neutral as possible, meaning to have a nice, even distribution or normal distribution graph kind of centered over the market. Now, we know that's not always going to happen, but that's always what we're working towards as traders, because then that means that the market can make some pretty big moves and we can still make money, like what we could just kind of showed you here with our example. So let's go through some scenarios and then start talking about the different strategies that you can use to get yourself back to neutral or rebalance your portfolio. So the question or the first one is if you're too bullish. Now, in this case, what that means is that most of your portfolio curve is centered higher than where the market is right now, meaning that you make the most amount of money possible if the market moves up in direction. So if the S&P 500 or whatever you use moves up, that's when you make the most amount of money. And that means that your portfolio right now is too bullish. That means what you should be doing is you should be adding some bearish positions to your portfolio because that's going to help counterbalance the fact that you're already bullish. You don't need any more positions that are bullish. You need to start adding some bearish positions to your portfolio. So examples of some bearish positions that you could add to your portfolio might be put calendar spreads, call credit spreads, or put diagonal spreads. Now, obviously, I kind of threw in a mix here just to give you an idea of what you can do, but put calendar spreads and put diagonal spreads basically are going to profit from a rise in implied volatility. Now, that's always something I like to add if I'm a little bit too bullish and I need some bearish exposure, because not only does it give you some bearish exposure, but it also helps set up the portfolio in case volatility rises, because we know that sometimes when the market goes down, volatility rises as people get more fearful. That actually helps profit from that rise in volatility. And we can also sell some call credit spreads. So if the market is already experiencing some high volatility right now, and you need to be a little bit more bearish, well, the best thing that you can do is sell some call credit spreads that are out of the money and above where the stock is trading or where the ETF is trading. So a couple different things that you can do. Again, right now, if you're too bullish and you need some bearish exposure, if you are too bearish and need some bullish exposure, then what you can do is you can actually start trading a couple different things. My favorite things to do are to trade short puts or short put credit spreads and to use call debit spreads. So these are long call debit spreads. 
Now, the reason I like to use the short puts and short put spreads is because those are the best strategies to use where you want to gain some bullish exposure and sell option premium. So naked short puts or short put credit spreads below the market. That gives you that bullish exposure that you need in your portfolio, plus you get an opportunity to sell high overpriced option premium and volatility. Now, if the market is, or if your portfolio is a little bit too bearish and you need some bullish exposure, but you're in a low volatility market, like probably what we're in right now, then one of the things you can do is use some call debit spreads. Yes, you could use some call calendar spreads. I'm not saying you can't use those, but call calendar spreads profit more so from a rise in volatility. And if you need just a directional move exposure in your portfolio higher, meaning you just need some bullish exposure regardless of volatility, then I like doing the call debit spreads in this scenario because it gives you a little bit more juice early on because it's just a one directional trade that helps rebalance your portfolio very quickly. Okay, it's often something that we'll use towards the bottom end of a range if the market moves down or if we're getting a little bit too bearish in our portfolio, we'll add a couple call debit spreads, not necessarily because we want to win on all of them, but it helps balance out the rest of what we have going for us. So the other question is, is your portfolio too lopsided? Do you have really good exposure on the extremes, but you don't have anything in the middle? So this is usually what I find with people who start off trading and they've traded a lot of puts and a lot of calls, but they've got nothing that works in the middle, nothing that profits from the market staying in a range or defined area over the next month. So in this case, what you need to do is you need to get more neutral. And that includes things like straddles and strangles, iron butterflies. And if there's low volatility, you could do some sort of at the money um, calendar spreads in one direction or another. So instead of going really far out of the money, you start doing them at the money or very close to where the stock is trading. And that'll help get you a little bit higher distribution graph. So it'll help rise the middle of your portfolio curve and allow you to profit from the market staying range bound. Now, this is usually where we like to stay as many times as we can, is we want to keep this neutral balance in our portfolio, which is why you'll often see us doing a lot of straddles, strangles, iron butterflies, iron condors in our trading with our pro and elite members, because we want to maintain that neutral balance as much as possible. The fourth scenario is what if you were just long stock and you're getting started here? So what's one of the ways that you can just hedge your portfolio if you're long stock and getting started? Because oftentimes, especially if you're new in trading and you're just getting started here, you might have a big stock position or might have a big stock position in your IRA that you just want to hedge. Now, of course, you can start trading all these different strategies that we've talked about, credit spreads, iron condors, iron butterflies. But if you want a really quick way to hedge that position, I encourage you to go back to show number 30 and check out our costless collar. And it's a zero cost way to protect your portfolio from a slight drop in stock price. And basically what it entails is buying an at the money put spread and then selling a call to finance that trade for a net credit. And it's really the cheapest protection that you're ever going to get because it costs you no money and it reduces the risk in the trade or your risk in the trade by the credit that you receive. So again, if you want to learn more about that strategy, head on back to show number 30. You can just scroll down in your iTunes or Google Play, wherever you're listening to us right now, and check out that. We went through the entire process with examples, again, in show number 30. Now, the whole idea here in talking about balancing our positions and kind of going through these examples, and I hope it helped, is that we generally want to avoid the one directional risk of a single position. 
So that's why we like to add a bunch of these hedging strategies and a bunch of these different trades at all times in our portfolio. Because if one trade were to go against us, we don't want all of our eggs in one basket kind of following that trade. That's why the more trades that you have on, the more positions that you have on, generally the less risk you're going to have in your overall account. Now, the last thing I want to go through is something that people often have questions about. I know that this question came up a lot in our pro and elite forum, and that was, well, how do you hedge a stock that doesn't have options or that has lightly traded options? So not all stocks are optionable, meaning that they have options on them. And definitely not all stocks have liquid options that you would want to trade. So if you find yourself in that situation where you're in a stock, that has very light liquidity or no options at all, then what you wanna do is you want to go to a related beta or industry or company in that sector. So if you're trading, let's say Facebook, you might use Twitter as a relatable stock to hedge that position. Now, both of those are liquid, but I'm just trying to prove the point here. If you're trading, let's say, Chipotle, which is a fast food, maybe you use McDonald's, which is another you know kind of fast food or related market. They're not exactly identical. They're not going to be exactly the same, but you just want to go to a related security in that market. One of the things that you'll want to use, and you can really use anything to hedge anything. This is, the I think, the key point I want to drive here is that you can use any security out there to hedge another security as long as you know how that security reacts to the market. And so if you can match up these two securities, then you can have a pretty good diversified portfolio, even if you can't find something in the related industry. So if you have a stock and you're like, you know what, there's nothing like this. I can't find anything. There's no ETF that trades around here. What do I use? You can use anything. So let's go through an example so I just kind of prove this point because I think it's really, really important. So let's say that you're trading Microsoft, okay? And you have a position in Microsoft, but you don't want to get into another one or you can't get into another, you know, hedge in Microsoft. So you've got to use something else. Well, Microsoft has a beta of one. Now you can look up the beta on any security in almost any broker platform. And for the love of Criminy, if your broker platform doesn't have beta, you need to switch right now, stop the podcast, and go to a new broker. But right now, Microsoft has a beta of exactly one, which means that it's going to mimic what the S&P 500 does more often than not. And so what we can do is we can type in anything. So let's say I'm just randomly typing in stuff, TLT, which is a bond ETF, okay? Not related to Microsoft in any way, shape, or form, totally outside of its industry. It's not a stock, it's an ETF. So there's everything that's different about TLT. But when I type in TLT, I see that TLT's beta is negative 0.52, which means that has a negative correlation to the market. So if I know that TLT has a negative 0.52 beta and Microsoft has a point or one beta, that means that if I go short TLT by a factor of two, then I have a pretty much hedged and matched up beta to my Microsoft position. So again, if I go short TLT by a factor of two, because its beta is negative 0.52, so I'm just rounding here, then I've got a hedge position that's negative one beta to Microsoft's positive one beta. Again, you can use anything you want. It's just a matter of figuring out these betas and starting to you know, kind of look a little bit deeper. Does it take a little bit of time? Yes, of course, it's not gonna happen instantaneously, but it's very, very simple to do. 
And so you can use anything in your portfolio to hedge anything else. It's just a matter of finding the most liquid stuff. That's why I tell people a lot in our pro and elite membership is that when you have a position on and you're trying to find a hedge for your portfolio, you don't have to first default to that industry or that company or that sector. You can default to the most liquid security out there with the highest implied volatility because you can factor in the beta equivalent of that position. You can look at that beta and say, okay, if I'm going to trade TLT against Microsoft, I need to do so twice as much in the opposite direction to make it a truly good, you know, kind of one-to-one hedge if that's what I'm shooting for. Okay. So hopefully that was a good example here just to kind of use those. Again, we'll have a lot more on this at the show notes page. You just want to go to optionalpha.com slash show 55. Now, the closing bell. Find out which stocks we're looking at right now, trades we're making, and hear our game plan moving forward. Moving forward. All right, so in today's closing bell segment, we're actually going to look at adding a new bearish position or slightly bearish position on TLT. Now, our portfolio right now is pretty neutral to a little bearish, and so we can afford to add some more positions in either direction. We don't have to add bullish positions right now. We don't have to add bearish positions, and we can do a good mix of both, which is what we've been doing over the last week or so. And so right now, what we're going to do is we're going to add a new bearish position in DIA, which is a put, which is a basically the Dow Jones ETF. It's one of the most liquid traded securities out there. And what's interesting about this trade is that DIA has IV implied volatility rank right now at zero. What that means is that implied volatility or option premiums based on implied volatility are at the lowest level it's been in a year. The lowest level. That means that it's really, really cheap to buy options in DIA. Now, that doesn't mean that we want to just go out and buy options in either direction. It means that we want to be smart about how we do it. So in this case, what we're going to do is we're going to do a put calendar spread in DIA. Now, DIA has made a huge run from about 170 up to about 185 over the last month or so. And so for that reason, we're going to assume that the market, you know, kind of moves down just a little bit or kind of floats down lower over the next month. So with implied volatility so low, we can't sell options. We have to do some sort of option buying strategy. And in my opinion, I think that the best strategy to take advantage of the fact that implied volatility is at the zero rank is a calendar spread because a calendar spread is going to profit from a rise in implied volatility in the market. So in this case, what we're going to do with DIA, like I said, DIA is trading right now about 185. And what we're going to do here is we are going to trade the 180 put calendar spread in DIA. That's just $5 out of the money on the put side. Now, why do we do this? Because it's a little bit cheaper to go out of the money. And number two is that we want to get a little bit of bearish exposure in DIA, given that it's had a huge run up. Okay, we're going to do this very small, just three contracts. So it's not going to be a huge position at all. And it won't even really impact our overall portfolio. These three trades or three contracts are not going to tilt our portfolio dramatically in one direction or another because we've already got so many other positions on, okay? It does give us a little bit of bearish exposure in the market, which again, I like to always have at all times. I'd like to be a little bit bearish all the time versus just totally, totally neutral. So in doing this, this put calendar spread, we are going to sell the front month 180 puts, which is the August contract. Those have 32 days to go until expiration. So again, we're selling that front month option And then we're buying the back month September options, again, at the 180 strike price, which have 60 days to go. Now, again, the whole goal here with this put calendar is that we're basically buying these longer term options, 
the 60-day options, which are really cheap, and we're financing part of that purchase by selling the front month options for the August expiration, which have 32 days to go until expiration. The back month options, the 180 puts on September, are trading for $231. The front month options for the 180 puts in August are trading for $125. So the difference between that means that we're still going to pay a net debit of $106 per spread that we get into. And so we get into three spreads, and that basically means that we're doing this for about $318. Okay, so that's the effect of this position on our account. Very, very small. But again, it starts to build a position in portfolio here of these calendar spreads, of which we've already done other positions like this in EEM, EWZ, etc. Okay, so we're just spreading out our risk across these different securities. Now, in this case, because of the credit that we took in and everything that we have right now in DIA, this position will make money as long as the market goes from 185, where it is here, and it could go all the way down to 175. So this thing will actually still make money if the market stays here, even though it's tilted a little bit bearish or the center of this trade is at 180. This thing actually still makes money between 175 and 180, which means if the market just stays right here, we still make money, especially if the market sees increasing volatility and stays right here. Now, of course, the trade makes the most amount of money if the stock goes down to 180 by the front month expiration, which is the August expiration. That's where we make the most amount of money is at the front month expiration and with the market trading at 180. But we can still make money anywhere in this range between 185 and 175. If the stock lands at 180, we can make probably about $550 to $600 on this trade. So we'll, we could easily double our money if we really kind of pin that security down there around that price point. So that's the ideal scenario here. But again, I want to go through this example here. We don't often trade a lot of put calendar spreads, but given at the time that we're recording this video, the market has really low volatility, we need to get some positions on that give us some exposure to maybe rising implied volatility because it will go up in the future. It can't stay at zero the entire time. And so when it does, we want to be well positioned for that type of a move. Thanks for listening to the Option Alpha podcast. If you liked what you heard, please drop by iTunes and leave a rating or comment. Plus, you can get everything. Free email updates for future shows, transcripts, video tutorials, case studies, and more. Just visit our website at optionalpha.com. All right, so I truly hope you enjoyed today's show and, of course, got at least one thing out of it that you can apply right now to make you a smarter, more profitable trader and investor. As always, you can get additional resources and any links that we talked about in the show and some related video training by going to the show notes page at optionalpha.com slash show 55. Again, that's optionalpha.com slash show 55. And of course, if you thought today's show was extremely helpful, you got something out of it, please take the two minutes that it takes to head on over to iTunes and give us a rating and a review. It is honestly the best way to help the show and to increase our exposure, spread the word about what we're trying to do here at Option Alpha, and I would be extremely grateful. Finally, you can get today's freebie, which is something that we've talked about a couple times now, and a lot of people are starting to really love, and it's our new Ultimate Strategy Guide. It was completely expanded and redone about four or five weeks ago now. You can get it by going to optionalpha.com slash ebook. Again, that's just optionalpha.com slash ebook, and it basically breaks down each individual option strategy 
what the best scenario is to enter the strategy, how far out you should go in time to enter the strategy, the type of management that you should have, the expiration months you should be trading. Everything is broken down for you with these simple little one-page checklists for each strategy. And again, an entire little ebook on how to use it and how to select strategies. So it's completely free. We don't charge anything for it. You can head it head on over to optionalpha.com slash ebook and get our ultimate strategy guide again completely free. Until next time. Happy trading.